When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We are closing in on decision time for Deshaun Watson. That is coming up beginning tomorrow with a big hearing, and there is a lot on the table for the Cleveland Browns to figure out. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, we are also on your smart speaker. What is up? Christopher Allen Parsons Canty. Big fella, you're throwing in a lot of middle names that have nothing to do with me. I I don't know why you love doing that, but I'd rather you kick off the show that way than being a glass-half-empty kind of dude because the last few shows, you've been incredibly pessimistic. So I'm glad that you're a little more upbeat coming into this work weekend. It must have something to do with the three-year-old birthday party. Give me about five minutes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Won't even take that Uh-oh. long. Uh-oh. Unfortunately, never made it to the birthday party, but we'll get to that in just a little while as to why. We will also get to the Yankees are 53-20, and 20, but someone thinks they're frauds. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But for right now, we roll. Here we go! go, go. Only one place to start. And that one place to start is with tomorrow's hearing that Deshaun Watson will have in terms of his potential discipline in front of Sue Robinson, uh, the arbitrator involved in his situation as far as discipline with the NFL, the NFLPA, and everyone involved. Over the weekend, story came out uh, reportedly through Pro Football Talk and others that the NFL would be seeking not just a one-year suspension, but rather an indefinite suspension of at least a year because they are concerned that more allegations could come up in regards to Deshaun Watson. I would understand why they think that because it happened just a few weeks ago and it has happened to them before. But Chris, there's there's a lot of things at play here for Deshaun Watson. And, and the first part of it to me is you're going to hear arguments about him uh, pointing the finger at owners and other people as to why they have not been disciplined on the same level that he potentially could be. I get it, but I think we need to be careful not to get into whataboutism. He's not wrong, but I think one thing is completely separate from the other. Well, that's why I disagree, because Jeffrey Kessler, lead counsel for the NFLPA, is going to use that as the crux of his argument when they go before Sue Robinson with the hearing tomorrow. So, The other owners in the National Football League are going to be brought into this, especially ones that have that type of impropriety. You're talking about Daniel Snyder. You're talking about Robert Kraft, the incident that he had at the massage parlor down in Florida a couple of years ago. And you're talking about Jerry Jones with multiple incidents with the Dallas Cowboys organization and him personally. So all of these things are going to come into play, and this is all a part of the information that Sue Robinson is going to get and then assess and then make her ruling on what type of suspension, if any, Deshaun Watson is deserving of going into this season. The interesting thing is that there's also the appeal possibility for Deshaun Watson if this does not go the way that he wants. Now, that could either end up in the hands of Roger Goodell, or if he wants, 
he could actually pass that off to an independent arbitrator as well for that. But here's Jeremy Fowler as to why that process is very interesting. The appeal process will tell a lot. I think that's going to be probably the most important part of this. You know, if it's, say, 12 games and players union steps in and tries to get it down to eight, there could be a lot involved in that process as well. But Roger Goodell will oversee the appeal. So even though the NFL and the union have jointly appointed this independent arbiter, in this case, Goodell still has sort of the power at the end if it goes to the appeal process. And again, it'll be his choice as to whether he wants to rule on it or he actually wants to pass it off to another independent arbiter, but you would think at that point he's going to rule on it. My problem here is this. As we were talking about a second ago, Deshaun Watson and everything he has done is in a situation where you want to do everything you can and point the finger in every direction that you can to really try to establish why you should not be so harshly suspended. And I understand that that really that that plan when there isn't much else that you can do. Mm-hmm. While you have excellent points when it comes to Daniel Snyder, when it comes to Jerry Jones, all of that, Chris. Those guys need to be dealt with more severely than they have been. But for this, I I get the point that the owners need to be under the same uh, auspices or the same rules that the players do. It just doesn't, in this case, make sense to me that Deshaun Watson can claim everybody else needs to be punished the same way when they're not players. That's not part of the CBA. That's not part of what all of this is. The league does have to deal with them differently and have to deal with them in a lot more harsh fashion, but that should not play into this whatsoever. Well, I don't, I don't understand what you mean by the league has to deal with the players in a much more harsh fashion when the CBA explicitly says under the personal conduct policy that owners are to be held to a higher standard than any other league employees, including players. So, big fella, I, I, I hear where you're coming from, and, and I know you're trying to say that the situation – with Deshaun Watson is different than the other three owners that Jeffrey Kessler is going to bring up in the hearing. But the reality is that they're interconnected. Like they're, they're related. And and that's, that's, that's going to be, you know, up to the interpretation of the judge, how she sees it and how, you know, those punishments sit with her in terms of what was levied against those owners. And with respect to what the league is recommending for Deshaun Watson, what I think is fascinating though, Carlin, and this is the part that I don't know if most people are acquainted with, is that the NFL had to inform Deshaun Watson 10 days before the hearing of the suspension that they were going to recommend to Judge Sue Robinson. Mm -hmm. And so Deshaun Watson knew about the league trying to push for an indefinite suspension, you know, before they decided that they were going to settle 20 of the 24 civil lawsuits. And so the question that that I would have to have is, to what advantage would it be for Deshaun Watson to settle those suits ahead of the hearing that's supposed to take place tomorrow? Because there has to be some kind of strategy that Rusty Harden and his team are trying to employ in order to benefit Watson and to keep the suspension from being of the one-year variety. Well, a couple of things. Number one, I'm not saying that that the players, if I said it this way or it came across this way, it's not that they definitely need to be dealt with more harshly than the owners do. That's absolutely not the case. Mm. It depends on what you have done. And I would contend that Daniel Snyder should be stripped of the team 
considering everything that's gone on. Yeah, there's no question about that in and, my and mind. Yeah, Jerry Jones and, and, and everybody else should absolutely be dealt with more harshly. I just don't think that should come into play when it comes to figuring out what the punishment is for something else. Uh, when it comes to a player, and all of a sudden the player should get just as light of a um, a punishment as the owner has. The, one, two screw-ups don't make it right. That's well, it doesn't make it right, but here's the here's the problem that the NFL is running into. When it comes to a large segment of their fan base, that being women, they, they have an issue in terms of managing issues that directly Absolutely. impact women. When it comes to domestic violence, we saw that with the missteps with Ray Rice and others. When it comes to workplace harassment, we're seeing that with the Washington football team or the Washington commanders, whatever they want to call themselves these days, and the Dallas Cowboys. These continue to be issues. An owner having you know, a, a, an engagement at a massage parlor that gets caught up in a sting operation to try to crack down on human trafficking. All of these are issues that directly impact women. And so when it comes to the NFL being able to find a way in order to clean up that part of their image, like these cases directly speak to that. And you can't talk about Deshaun Watson without mentioning Dan Snyder, without mentioning Jerry Jones, without mentioning Robert Kraft. So that's why they're all related. And that's why I understand that, you know, lead counsel for the NFL PA and how they're going to use that to the defense of Deshaun Watson. You can say that those other owners need to be punished more severely, but it hadn't happened yet. You're right. Right now, right now we're talking about Deshaun Watson potentially being punished. Well, if you're not going to punish those other owners, then why are we punishing Deshaun Watson? It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. To your second point, as far as why he would settle these cases and what sense does it make when he knew what the league was going to push for, there may just be a, a, a sense on his side that, hey, we need to start being more practical about this, Deshaun. We understand that you 100% believe that you are innocent on every front. But in the court of public opinion, you're not going to be considered innocent. That ship has completely sailed. So let's get a lot of these out of the way so that at least the independent arbiter can see we are trying to make things right in, in some ways just to get past it. I don't think that... Um, you do this without something else in mind. And as you have talked about extensively, it would make more sense if he actually had a wink and a nod from the league. But if he didn't, right now, he just needs to worry about getting back on the field. And I think it's just trying to get as many of those out of the way and acknowledging that no matter what happens here, people are going to think what they're going to think. Well, here's what I'll say to that, Carlin. Deshaun Watson, throughout the entire process, has insisted on his innocence, and what he's done is try to push toward having more transparency, even if there was a settlement agreement. Remember, back during last season, he tried to work out settlement agreements, but it was his side, his camp, that wanted full transparency. They, they wanted everything on the record. They wanted names. They wanted facts. They wanted dates. They wanted it all out there so people – could see that he had nothing to hide, or at least that's what they wanted the narrative around him to be. Now, since then, they've obviously pivoted, and those those settlements were made with non-disclosure agreements. But I I guess my question would be, if Deshaun and his camp knew that the league was going to be pushing for a year-long suspension, what would be the incentive in settling these cases right now? Because it doesn't put you closer from the league's perspective, to getting on the field. I I don't know that the settlement of these cases makes it easier for Judge Sue Robinson to, you know, issue a lighter discipline or no discipline at all, but that would be the question that I have going into tomorrow's hearings. What bearing do the civil 
settlements have on Deshaun Watson's chances of being able to get out of this with the lightest punishment possible because it just doesn't seem to make sense to have that big of a pivot mm. in, in such a short period of time. You know, we're talking about you know a, a week and a half ago, Deshaun Watson saying that he had no interest in settling the cases at all. And then we get news last week that he settled 20 out of 24 of them. I, I just I have a hard time believing that it doesn't have some type of impact on what Deshaun Watson is dealing with and potentially getting him on the field as soon as this season. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects small businesses with affordable coverage options. Quote today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Then there is the issue of what the Browns actually do on the field. And the solution to their problems is not on the team, but there is a solution. We'll get into it next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. The league would like to get the disciplinary process wrapped up here in the coming weeks, certainly by the start of training camp. The appeal process will tell a lot. I think that's going to be probably the most important part of this. There could be a lot involved in that process as well. He's going away for a year at least, and I, I felt like that all along. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Remember the first time you discovered something amazing? What if that could happen to you with your job. Well, ZipRecruiter works like your personal recruiter to help you find new jobs or discover new opportunities that are the right fit for you. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. Chris, 
I, I have no question that Deshaun Watson is not going to play a down for the Cleveland Browns this coming season. And whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. I, I don't know how you can have that degree of confidence. In I, I've what thought kind that of all along, so I'm not going to back off and take integrity. No, I'm not saying that you, you should back off, but I'm just saying I don't know how you can say that with any degree of confidence that he's not going to play a snap this season. Like, I, I, I think there's what should happen, and then there's what will happen. Now, what should happen is – him being off the field for the entirety of 2022. I don't know that it will happen based on the process that we're about to go through, knowing that it's new. This is the first case that's under this new disciplinary officer that's jointly appointed. So this is going to be different. There's going to be some new learning in here for the NFLPA and for the NFL. I'm not sure that that all equates to Deshaun Watson not playing football this year. I, I just... I, I call me you know, a cynic, Carlin, but I just think that the settlement of those civil suits, there, there was some type of strategy. There was something strategic about getting that done ahead of Tuesday's hearing, and I got to think that it has some kind of positive, positive bearing on Deshaun Watson's desired outcome, which is to play football sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I also think you could be a cynic and say that the league is protecting themselves by leaking it over the weekend. No doubt. That would no what they were pushing for so that if it doesn't happen and he plays this year, the league's going to be like, well, we tried, you know, it, that's fine. I actually don't believe for a second uh, that he's going to play this season. I, I still will continue to believe that. And I think what happened over the weekend, maybe I'm getting suckered into it, but it makes me believe it even more. Having said that, the Browns have an issue on their hands because they have a team that is entirely too good to simply put in the hands of Jacoby Brissett. And Chris, we brought this up last week, and the more I thought about it over the weekend, the more it just makes entirely too much sense for Cleveland to really consider Jimmy Garoppolo either in a trade of a late-round pick to try to get him over to Cleveland or... Uh, waiting for him to be a free agent if, in fact, the 49ers are going to release him, which is a lot of, what a lot of people seem to think at this point. They are not mending the fences with Baker Mayfield. We all need to let that go. And I continue to hear talk about it. That's not happening. Would you agree at this point? Yeah, I agree. That's not going to happen. Yes. Yeah. So if that's the case, the idea for Cleveland with this team, as good as it is, to go with Jacoby Brissett, it just isn't enough. It's just, it's not going to get it done. Jacoby Brissett's a nice backup, but I need to go get somebody that's been a starter and been a starter on a winning team, and it's rare that you would have somebody like Garoppolo available. No, it is, but if Jimmy Garoppolo is indeed released, does Cleveland end up being the best place for him to go? Now, I would argue yes, even though it's probably a, a short-term gig for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, he probably can get more years in more long-term security from another franchise, say the Seattle Seahawks, who happen to be in the division of the 49ers, or maybe the Atlanta Falcons. Both of those teams, both of those organizations, I could see making more of a financial commitment. But if this is about Jimmy G reestablishing his value, then Cleveland would seem like it's a great place to go because you got a team that's built around the running game. you got an offensive line that's built like a brick wall, and you have some solid receivers led by Amari Cooper. So, and, and not to mention a, a championship-caliber defense. So uh, in terms of being able to compete, yeah, you're right. Jimmy, Jimmy G does represent an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett and Josh Dobbs. My only question to you would be, Cleveland making the decision that they made with Deshaun Watson is not just about 2022. It's about 
you know, the foreseeable future, the next decade with Deshaun Watson. And that's why I don't know if they're going to have the same urgency that you think they should have about trying to get another quarterback in the building this offseason. Well, but aren't you telling players that you're tossing away this season if you're no, starting Jacoby you're not Brissett? Tell, you're not telling players that because Jacoby Brissett is a competent quarterback. It's not like Jacoby Brissett is a bum. It's not like he's trash. He, he can play quarterback in this league. Now, is he going to be a guy that you're always looking to upgrade from? Absolutely, but they already have their upgrade in Deshaun Watson. So let Jacoby Grissett be the stopgap quarterback that you brought him in to be. It just so happens that if Deshaun is off the field for a year, that, that gap is going to be a little longer than you thought it would be. That's, oh, but, that's it. But why can't I let the stopgap be something better? You know, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is available for a sixth-round pick, isn't that worth it for this coming season to upgrade that position and to give my team a chance, a, a, an even better chance, to go and win in the division where they could win? And they're, in terms of the overall conference, they're actually ahead of all these other teams in, in that division. They, they're the best shot to really win the conference in terms of the betting uh, favorite, uh, betting people right now. Well, here's the thing. I'm not saying that the option should be off the table, Carlin, but we have to see, first of all, what the Deshaun Watson suspension is going to be. And then what all right, it let's would say call, they don't have what, him for and, and, eight games. Do you well, do something or no? No, you don't do anything. Not for eight games. No. It has to be, half a it season, to, which could make or no, break your no, year. No, it'd have to be a year-long suspension. And you're going based on the fact that their first four games are not that tough. Well, yeah, the first four games are, are – it's not exactly murderers. It's not murderers. Yeah, for yeah, Cleveland. It, it, I mean, they open up with the Carolina Panthers on the road. Then you're talking about them uh, having dates with uh, who is it? The Atlanta Falcons, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm pulling trying, it up I'm right to pull now. It, but we went over it, it a couple right of times yeah. this past. Yeah, we've gone over it, and it it's, was very manageable. Yeah, it's not a it's not a terrible schedule for Cleveland to try to get something done. So here we got. The Carolina Panthers on the road, the New York Jets, the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers at home, and then the Atlanta Falcons. It's not a, yep. it's not a, it's not a tough opening schedule, first quarter of the season. So, but then the next four are the Chargers, the Patriots, the the uh, Ravens, and the and the uh, Bengals. And three of those four games are at home. So there's the yes. benefit of that. And then you have the bye week. You'll have that time to get Deshaun reacclimated to the team. And then you hit the road, you hit the hit the ground running in the back half of the schedule. All so, right, so what's the what's the time though, Chris? Where is the point where you decide, okay, I am going to make a change here and try to go get somebody? In other words, how many games? I told does you, it have it's the whole be? season. It has to be the whole season. If Even it's if the it's whole, twelve games, you're it's not. The, doing. It has to be the whole. I'm talking season, about Garoppolo Carl. being a one year solution. It has to be the whole season. If it's the whole season, then you can put other options on the table. Because the benefit of it being the whole season for the Browns is Deshaun Watson's contract tolls. So that million dollars that he is, here's the thing. The contract would not actually start until 2023. And then you would have him for five seasons. So that would be the beauty of Deshaun Watson being suspended for the entire year, I guess what the NFL is saying, indefinitely. So that would be a win for the Cleveland Browns in a, in, a, in a different way, but that's why I don't think they need to necessarily have the urgency about bringing, into, bringing in another quarterback unless it's a full calendar year. So I, I don't – when I have an eight-game potential suspension at a minimum, I think at this – can we agree that, that it's eight games minimum now? Carlin, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't know what to expect from this process. Okay. I know so what it – like I said, I know what it should be. I don't know mm-hmm. what it will be. If it's eight games – you want to bring a quarterback back who hasn't played in a year and a half and expect him to walk in the door 
and then turn you into a playoff team right away. Because he's your quarterback. You're committed to this guy, not just for the length of the contract, but for the the foreseeable future. This yeah. is this, no, this I get that. This is a decades long proposition. I'm not talking about bailing out on Watson. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the Browns' chances at winning this season. And if I'm going to hand him the reins in the middle of the year, he hasn't had practice, he hasn't had anything to get ready to You know what he has, Garland? Go. He's got a $230 million guaranteed contract. This is my dude. For better or for worse. I don't care how he plays. He can come in and play like trash. This is the guy that you're married to. The Cleveland Browns are marrying Deshaun Watson. When they made this deal with all these lawsuits hanging over his head, they sent over the three first-round draft picks plus to Houston. That was about them making a commitment, a lifelong commitment, where as long as Deshaun Watson's playing career is viable, a commitment to him, as long as he can play football, that this is going to be our quarterback, period. Whether he's whether he can play good or whether he sucks the first year, it doesn't matter because this is going to be a long-term proposition. So it's not just about 2022 for the Cleveland Browns, which is why I take the position that they don't have to have any urgency about getting a quarterback. Now, if Jimmy G falls in your lap, then you take it. And when I say falls in your lap, if it's a late-round pick or if he gets his outright release and you go ahead and sign him, I have no problem with that if Deshaun Watson is off the field for the entire year. Well, yeah, and this is let's be clear. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not saying you go and trade a third-round pick for Jimmy G at this point. Yeah, I don't want to punt on the season. I, I, as much as we talk about the softer start, and they get three of those four tougher games at home toward the middle of the year, I want to do everything I can to put my team in the best situation to win this year in addition to the years to come, which is why... If he's available for a sixth-round pick or if he's available as a free agent, I don't waste any time. I get him over here to win now. He's not part of my future. He's part of right now. And let's just talk about Jimmy G's standpoint for a second. If he is a free agent, is there a better place you could go to really have a great chance to win, number one, and number two, reestablish what your actual value is for the future? No, I don't. I don't know that there's a better place for him to go. I mean, Seattle. I mean, you could you could throw in Seattle. Here's the thing: you're talking about establishing his value. Seattle could make a long term commitment to Jimmy G. Now we don't think they're in that market. We think they're looking toward the future and a potential young quarterback in the 2023 draft. But there's nothing that would preclude the Seattle Seahawks from giving Jimmy Garoppolo a long term deal. Same case could be made for the Atlanta Falcons. So it just depends on what Jimmy G is looking for and Carolina's what those other well, other teams yeah, are willing yeah. to do. The Carolina Panthers would be on that list, too, if they don't make a trade for Baker Mayfield. So there are other teams that are in the quarterback market that would give Jimmy G a multi-year deal. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Canty's about to kick some you-know-what and take some names in a second. Remember the first time you discovered something amazing? Like when you first saw your first summer blockbuster in a theater or watched your favorite band live in concert? Well... What if that could happen to you with your job? Maybe there's a job that was made for you. ZipRecruiter can help you find it. Like a personal recruiter, ZipRecruiter works for you to find a great job or discover new opportunities that are the right fit for you. ZipRecruiter also pitches your profile to employers, and they can invite you to apply for jobs. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. People are coming back at you, and I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right. I think we need to settle some scores here. Uh Uh-oh. So last week, you uh, 
you got on Dak a little bit because there were some people that were calling Dak Prescott an elite quarterback. Would you prefer that I play the cut of you from last week, or would you like to lay out with full context exactly what your point about Dak Prescott? Let me let me go ahead and lay it out. We can use the sign for the the, the sound for the receipts, but let me go ahead and lay out the conversation as it went on KJM last week. So I jumped okay. on with the guys on Thursday, and the conversation was about what quarterback was under the most pressure to enhance their legacy going into 2022. And, you know, people were running down the list. Aaron Rodgers was one of the names that people threw out there. Uh, Derek Carr was another name that folks threw out there because of the Devontae Adams trade, which I, which I disagree with because Derek Carr was phenomenal last year. And so all of these other names are getting tossed around. And I said, hey, guys, what about a name that everybody knows, a name that's always in the news cycle, Dak Prescott? And, you know, K, you know the KJM guys, Jay Williams and, and Max Kellerman, took a little bit of a pause, took a breath. Uh, and then I laid out the case that Dak Prescott has to be better in order for the Cowboys to accomplish their ultimate goal, which is winning a championship. And that's why Jerry Jones paid Dak Prescott all the money that he gave him. And I also threw this question out there, big fella. I said, has there been a quarterback in the National Football League that has done less with more than Dak Prescott? That was the question that I threw out. So those are the facts. That's what happened. If you feel like you need to play the sound for me on KJM last week, I'm, I'm no, more than open to do that. We can, we, can, we can do that. But yeah. that's what happened. That was the conversation. And Dak Prescott, for all the money that he's got, for you know everybody talking about how great the Cowboys offense is, being a top five offense three of the six years that he was a full-time starter, I, I just – one playoff win, that's all we got? For $40 million a year, that's all we got is one playoff win? Mm. Do, do you remember how last year ended with Dak Prescott ball in his hands? That snafu with the late game execution against the 49ers? Clock running out. At, 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 at home? I'm just saying he's got to be better. And this is an opportunity for him to enhance his legacy. And there's pressure on it because of all of the things that Jerry Jones wants. But then also his head coach coming under fire, knowing that Sean Payton is looming out there in 2023 as a potential coaching candidate. So all I'm simply saying is, in terms of quarterbacks under pressure to enhance their legacy... Dak Prescott is at the top of the list. Okay, well, let's hear from a couple of people that uh, well, they disagree, frankly. Uh, first of all, let's hear from Keyshawn Johnson, who uh, on KJM this morning, uh, he just he went in a little bit. I have no idea what Chris Canty is talking about. First of all, the offensive line was banged up. The running game never really got going at, 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 at the second half of the season the way it was the first half of the season. And all Dak Prescott has done is come back off an injury, try and get this team going in the right direction. They moved on from Amari Cooper, like you mentioned. CeeDee Lamb now is the front-line guy. Cedric Wilson is gone. Michael Gallup is coming back off an injury. Dalton Schultz is there as a tight end. The defense wasn't up to snuff over the last couple of years until all of a sudden they got a better defense. It's just interesting to, to hear what Chris Canty, the giant player, has to say. All right, can I chime in right there real quick? Because I know you got some more sound the you want to get to. Giant player, Chris. The, the, the giant player. Never mind the fact that I was drafted by the Cowboys and I was teammates with Keyshawn Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we're not even going to bring that up. But here's the thing, Carlin. You know why all of those guys are missing from the Cowboys this year? You know why Amari Cooper's not there? You know why Cedric Wilson left in free agency? Would you like me to tell you? Oh, I'm waiting. Dak Prescott got forty million dollars a year, <laughs> including seventy million in year one of the contract. That's what happened. What are we talking about? If you're going to pay a guy that kind of money, I shouldn't have to have everything be perfect in order for him to make the team go. 
in order for the offense to be productive, in order for the team to do high-level winning, it shouldn't have to be perfect. You shouldn't have to have the best offensive line. You shouldn't have to have the best skill position core. You shouldn't have to have the best defense. But I can make the case over the last three years that Dak Prescott, at one point or another, has had the best of all of those aspects in that team at some point. Within a three- or four-year span, Dak Prescott has had the best offensive line. Within a three- or four-year span, he's had the best skill position core. Last year, he had the best defense in terms of taking the ball away and creating extra possessions. So I don't understand what Keyshawn Johnson is looking at when he's saying this ain't Dak Prescott's fault. If it's not Dak Prescott's fault, whose fault is it? Okay, then there's one more. There's Mike Tannenbaum also on KJM, ESPN's NFL front office insider. I totally disagree. I think Dak Prescott's a rising superstar. If you go back last year, you know, Key, that offensive line was really good for a while, but they were banged up. Gallup got hurt. And to me, they have a chance to be really good moving forward if C.D. Lamb can become the front-line number one guy. But I actually think Dak Prescott solidified that franchise. I think he's their best player, and I think their future is bright. So I don't see it the way Chris Kenny does at all. He's their best player? Oh, so, so we're going to say that Dak Prescott is better than Micah Parsons right oh now. Boy. Are, we do, are we doing that? The guy that finished second in Defensive Player of the Year award voting, we're going to say that Dak Prescott is a better player than that dude. Give me a break, man. This is what I'm talking about. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's hyperbolic in terms of the rhetoric that Keyshawn and Mike Tannenbaum are coming at this thing with. They're not dealing in reality. They're not looking at the facts of the matter. The reality is that Dak Prescott – if he's supposed to be a rising superstar, Dak Prescott's not even top 10 at his position, Carlin. Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback. He's not. Now, he's getting paid top 10 quarterback money. Chris, he's not the top 12 quarterback. Well, well here's the thing. I made a list because I knew we were going to clap back at, at Keyshawn and Mike Tannenbaum and Mike Tannenbaum calling Dak Prescott a superstar, whatever he wants to call him. I made a list of the top 10 quarterbacks, Carlin, and I don't even think it's debatable. I don't think you can argue. Go. It's, 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 it's subjective. All right, so my top ten quarterbacks. Of course, I got my homeboy number one, Aaron Rodgers number two, Josh Allen number three, Joe Burrow number four, Tom Brady number five, Matt Stafford number six, Justin Herbert number seven, Lamar Jackson number eight, Deshaun Watson nine, and Russell Wilson ten. Spot the lie. Tell me where I'm off. You're, not only that, you're not done. You forgot Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot I Kyler have, Murray. Yeah, I, and both of those are really good quarterbacks. Chris, I don't have I them in my top Kirk ten, but Cousins both of them in front of them. <laughs> wow. I might. It's a, it's a conversation. It's a conversation. Well, we'll have more of that conversation in just a moment, and we also Speaking have of which, to get you said into Kirk Cousins, right? Didn't the Dallas Cowboys beat Kirk Cousins with their backup quarterback Cooper Rush this year? Yes, I understand, but I'm saying I might. Throw it in there. I'm but trying they didn't, to help they didn't you need, here. What I'm saying is the Cowboys didn't need Dak. I got your back and now Dak. you're turning on me. No, I'm not turning on you, but the Dallas Cowboys didn't need Dak Prescott to beat Kirk Cousins-led Minnesota Vikings on the road. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. The Yankees are frauds. That's next. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I, t- I told him I got to quit taking him for granted again. Um, really, I mean, just such a, what I marveled at was just how easy he swung right there. You know, it's just like, he's just trying to touch the ball. Leo on. That one's real deep to left field. Going back, Diaz looking up. See ya! A walk-off three-run home run for Judge. And the Yankees win it. Where does that confidence, that quiet confidence come from, from this team? Oh, and you're the best player on the team. You know, how can you not? <laughs> oh, boy. Another big, big, big Sunday for Aaron Judge. I mean, the season has just been off the charts amazing what he has been able to do it's canty and carlin in for greeny on espn radio in 30 seconds though somebody thinks they're frauds AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone fix finder service the AutoZone fix finder service not only identifies the check engine light code but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on the information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Canty, yesterday afternoon... I am uh, just hanging out, and my phone buzzes, and I get a text, and it's from uh, Nuno of the hashtag crew. Mm-hmm. And Nuno, at 3 nothing, Astros on top of the Yankees, sends in a text, as a Yankee fan, are the Yankees frauds? At the moment, I'm, I responded with, they might be. They wow, might be. come on, man. And, uh, but then later, <laughs> it's, 
after they tied it up with DJ LeMahieu's two-run homer. Yep. I wrote back so much for that, and he said, I don't know. I still think they are. Nuno, I'm going to give you an opportunity here to lay out your case as to why your Yankees are frauds. All right, first of all, you have half of that right. I did text you at, at that time, like, are they frauds? To be fair, they hadn't gotten a hit. Like, it took them another hour to get an, uh, their first hit in, like, a day and a half. That's fair. And then... After you said so much for frauds, I said still uncomfortable with this team in a big spot in the playoffs versus the Astros. That's my concern here, right? They won two, they split the series, but it took two ridiculous games. You know, the Aaron Hicks, uh, home run to tie, uh, to tie it in the, uh, in that th- on Thursday night. Yes, what happened yesterday to actually beat this team. That's where the, the fraudulent piece, I think, comes from. No, no, I, I don't know about that, man. Listen, I, I, I hear where you're coming from, man, but you're talking about what? I mean, the Yankees essentially being outplayed for the majority of this weekend. They, they, they basically outplayed 34 of the 36 innings of baseball they played against the Astros this week, or 37 innings of bas- baseball. What are we talking about? The Celtics the hating quarters? The here? Astros. <laughs> they got outplayed. I'm just saying, they got outplayed, and you're still talking about the Yankees getting a split in this series. I don't know why you're upset about it. Yeah, but are you I walking? Away, but are you walking away from this series being comfortable, like and thinking that if they, if and when they meet in the playoffs, that that you're comfortable with this team winning? Especially, you know, Nestor uh, uh, is struggled wasn't a little. Great. Wasn't like, great this like, weekend. Like so, there's just those questions. I is it safe to walk away and have questions about them in the big spot against the Astros? Here's where I think it's it's fair to have questions about the Yankees: their health. Because they've proven in the Aaron Boone era they haven't been able to stay healthy. But what gives me confidence about this team is that I have the best player in baseball in Aaron Judge, who has accounted for three of the Yankees' ten walk-off wins. I'll take that any day, all day. He's the home run leader for a reason. I just think that there is a different air around this team, and he's the one that sets the tone for it. So, yeah, I can't buy into the fact that you're saying the Yankees are frauds. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.